Good morning and welcome to Echoes of Calvary. This is your host, Greg Sweeting. Thank you for opening your home to us this morning. I invite you to now open your hearts and worship with us as we share from the Word of God. Stay with us as we share comments and illustrations with a spiritual application, present special music to call us to worship, and in a few minutes, Pastor Alan Lee will come to share insights from Scripture and explain how to apply God's Word that we might grow to be complete in Christ. Last week I shared a few thoughts, both personal and general, including the tremendous events that were then unfolding in Iran. About the same time as I was preparing those remarks, I came across a circular letter from one of the book publishers with whom I deal at the bookshop. This circular started out with a quote from former President Ronald Reagan, having to do with the same kind of considerations as I had mentioned in the broadcast that week. The people in Iran had poured out into the streets of Tehran, demonstrating their frustration at what they claimed to be corruption and deceit in the election process. They saw this as unacceptable and took to the streets to demonstrate that they would not accept the results that were being thrust upon them. A dangerous clash with the authorities who threatened harsh reactions if the people continued to demonstrate. In spite of this threat, they came out in the thousands. Some paid the ultimate price. By the time you hear these words this morning, it will probably be over. Do you remember that the geography where Iran and Iraq is centered in the original location of Babylon, which figured mightily in Old Testament events and will, I tell you, come back into focus during the events of the last days of man on planet Earth? The book of Revelation deals a lot with this concept and actually mentions Babylon. Could it be that we are watching as world events and world powers are positioning themselves for that last mighty battle we have come to call Armageddon? Right before our eyes, as we watch from the comfort of our living rooms, the jostling and the threatening continues, creating events and making circumstances perfect for the entrance of the man of sin, the one whom we call Antichrist. Friend, once the Antichrist appears on the scene, events will spiral toward the great battle. Are you ready? Will the Lord find you waiting? Here's our first song call. Thank you for the mercy seat. Thank you for the throne of grace. That I Thank you. 
I mentioned a quote earlier by President Ronald Reagan. Here it is, and I quote, There are no constraints on the human mind, no walls around the human spirit, no barriers to our progress except those we ourselves erect. End of quote. How do you feel about that? I have some question in my own mind unless we add another layer to this formula. Then I can accept the statement proposed by Mr. Reagan. I believe that the words can be accepted as stated if, if we also understand that the individuals that we can be influenced to behave in a certain way. There are no constraints on the human mind, no walls around the human spirit, no barriers to our progress except those we ourselves erect. But remember that we can be influenced. We might allow our thinking to be changed by outside forces. Those barriers may not come down from our own internal processes and belief system. We may be deceived and beguiled into believing something else. The Bible says this, in the last days people will believe a lie. Be very careful to test the spirits to see that they are of Christ, warns the apostle. As we approach the end, the devil will step up his activities and create events and demonstrations that if it were possible, he would deceive the very elect. Don't fall for his trickery. Be grounded in the word of God so you will recognize the counterfeit when it presents itself. Let those barriers we erect come down from a heart shaped by the love of God and with the confidence to stand firm no matter what the circumstances may appear to be. By this the Lord told us, shall all men know that you are my disciples because you love one another.
Now with his message for today, here is our pastor, Alan Lee. We greet you once again in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, and we thank you for tuning into our broadcast. We have been looking at the mysteries in the scriptures, and we want to continue on with that focus today, and we will be looking at Christ in you, the hope of glory. Paul calls this a mystery in Colossians chapter 1 verses 27 and following. Uh, I want you to take your Bibles please 
and follow along with me because as always we want to be sure that you get the word of God I remind you again that God has promised to bless his word not what we say about his word so please get your Bible and follow along with me as we go through this passage today we'll be reading from verse 24 of Paul's epistle to the Colossians Colossians chapter 1 beginning at verse 24 now I rejoice in what was suffered for you and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body which is the church I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the Word of God in its fullness the mystery that is being kept hidden for ages and generations but is now disclosed to the saints to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you the hope of glory that's our focus today Christ in you the hope of glory what Paul calls a mystery now I want to make a necessary distinction here it's important for us in understanding this passage and what Paul has to teach concerning the mysteries that he deals with in Scripture although it is included the mystery here in Colossians 1:27 is not the mystery of the church in which Jew and Gentile are made one in Christ Paul deals with this in Ephesians chapter 3 verses 5 and 6 and we have already looked at this in a previous message here in Colossians 1 verse 27 the mystery is the glorious riches of this mystery Christ in you the hope of glory in other words what is being emphasized in this text is not the content of the mystery but rather it's the wealth of the glory of the mystery as revealed by God to believers it is the character not the content of the mystery that is focused upon here but again the reference in this text is not to the riches of the glory in themselves but rather as they are enjoyed and experienced by the Christian and specifically the Gentile Christian as compared to the Jewish believer the glorious riches do not even refer to Christ alone but rather it refers to his embodiment in the Gentile Christian now this does not mean that he does not indwell the Jewish Christian but Paul's focus is here is that this mystery is that the same experience that a Jewish believer has when they receive Christ as the Messiah as a Savior the Gentile Christian when they believe in him they also receive the same type of blessing that's Paul's focus that's the mystery you see it was natural to believe that the Messiah could have such an intimate relationship with the Jewish believer they were always seen as his people but for him to indwell a Gentile one who was once without hope and without God was an amazingly profound unexpected privilege the unsaved pagan Gentile were all familiar with evil spirits indwelling them but the thought of the Son of God himself indwelling a saved Gentile was simply unthinkable at that time but now Paul reveals 
the believing Gentile, because he or she is in Christ and he is in them, the Gentile believer, he, Christ, is their hope of glory. Because he is in them, they have a resident assurance and guarantee that they will share in his glory that is to come. He is in actual reality for the Gentile, Emmanuel, God within them. Jesus was not simply then before them as an object to be trusted, but rather he was in them as a person to be experienced. He was not only someone to be believed in, in other words, he was someone to be possessed. It was this personal possession of Christ in them, the Gentile believer, that assured them of future glory, a future blessedness that will be shared by all believers who have Christ in them. Romans chapter 8 verses 18 through 25 deals with this. Again, I encourage you to get your Bible and please follow along as we look at this passage. Romans chapter 8, looking at verse 18. This future glory is revealed directly to us by the Holy Spirit. Listen as I read again 1 Corinthians 2, beginning at verse 7, before we look at the passage in Romans chapter 8, because they tie together. Paul says, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7, We speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. None of the rulers of this age understood it, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. However, as it is written, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. End of quote. Paul is saying that this wisdom of God, which was once hidden, always had our glory in view. The Lord of glory, the one in whom the glory resided, in other words, Jesus Christ, was put to death by those who were blind to his nature and mission. But the glory is revealed to believers by the Spirit of God. Now, what is the content of this glory? Listen to how Paul describes it now in Romans 8, beginning at verse 18. Quote, I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. The creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed. For the creation was once subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth right up to the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. For in this hope we were saved. But hope that is seen is no hope at all. Who hopes for what he already has? But if we hope for what we do not yet have, we wait for it patiently. End of quote. The hope, then, is the final glorification of the Christian's physical body. That's the hope in Romans chapter 8. Then, at that redemption, Christ's glory will be fully and completely revealed in and through the believer, Jew and Gentile. 
Paul talks about the same truth in Second Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 5. Listen to what he says. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. And so we fix our eyes, not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Now we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed with our heavenly dwelling. Do you sense here the anticipation of realizing this glorious hope of being conformed, transformed into the very likeness of Jesus Christ, to take on the same kind of body that he has? That's our hope as believers. And Paul says it's a glorious hope. In fact, Paul says it's a blessed hope. That glory has not yet arrived. But we are eagerly looking forward to it and anticipating it. And with Christ in us, it is a certain hope. It is assured. It is one that is sure and certain, as is Christ's own glorification. He himself is our hope of glory. This is what Paul is emphasizing. This is the mystery that was hidden in ages past. The truth the Gentiles, pagans, who had no relationship to God as the Jewish people did, that they would share in the same blessings as they, the Jewish people, did. Once they were exclusively given to this particular blessing. But now Paul says, here is the glorious truth. It was a mystery a long time ago, but now it is revealed. And that mystery is, that new revelation is, that the Gentile believer will also experience the indwelling of Jesus Christ within them. That's the hope of glory. In summary then, we could say that the mystery is characterized by glory, the mystery is an assured hope, it is experienced by Gentile believers as well as by Jewish believers. And its content is the indwelling Christ, Christ in you, the hope of glory. My friends, what a glorious truth this is. Why not glory in it today? If you are a believer, you should. Right now, thank God for the fact that Christ in you is your hope of glory. And if I'm speaking to someone who has not yet placed faith in Jesus Christ, Oh, my friends, I implore you today, acknowledge that you are a sinner, that Jesus Christ, God's Son, took your place on Calvary's cross. He bore the penalty for your sin. Then God raised him from the dead to validate the fact that he had accepted Christ's death on your behalf. And all you have to do today to have Christ, the hope of glory, dwelling within you is to say to God right now, I am trusting Jesus Christ, his death and the resurrection alone as the basis of my salvation. My friend, you do this, and from that moment, you will have Christ, the hope of glory, indwelling within you. Won't you do it right now? And then thank him for being such a precious gift. 
that he would come in and reside within you as the hope of glory and to give you that blessed hope that when he appears you will appear with him in glory as always this is pastor lee saying sila think and act on these things been listening to Echoes of Calvary, a radio ministry of Calvary Bible Church in Nassau, Bahamas. Our morning worship service begins this morning at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary located on Collins Avenue. We extend an invitation to you to join us on these occasions. If you would like to contact the church or Pastor Lee, address your letters to Echoes of Calvary, Post Office Box N1684, Nassau, Bahamas. And so we come to an end of this broadcast. I invite you to think about the message this morning. Consider the one who is our Savior and Lord. Grow to be complete in him. And remember, as echoes from Calvary stir in your heart, keep listening for that shout, Maranatha, the Lord is coming soon. The great command is promised, he will surely come again. I am listening every moment for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground. And our toiling will be could happen in a moment, Jesus Christ could come again. I am listening every moment for the mighty trumpet sound. What a time we'll have together when the saints shall leave the ground. in a moment Jesus Christ could come